Welcome back, everyone, to the Our Outdoors portion of your weekend, your grouse and partridge opener weekend. I am your host, Nick Simonson, outdoors writer with my materials online at NewsDakota.com and DakotaEdge.com. A lot of great information up there to get you set for the start of your upland seasons. As you all know, I am a devout upland game hunter and absolutely love getting out there in the field. And it looks like we're going to have a nice cool down here as we're kicking off the season to get us set for grouse and partridge hunting ahead of next month's pheasant opener. So keep that in mind. The 11th is the kickoff for that. Obviously coming up next weekend, we've got the youth deer opener. So a lot of great opportunities to get kids out there having fun in the outdoors, introducing them to the tradition of hunting and helping them make the most of those early memories. And while, of course, upland numbers are down on the drought some poor recruitment some issues there there are still a lot of opportunities and a lot of great places to go for you to explore and find some of those birds and i think when a lot of people see those reduced numbers and those reports that are going to be coming out from the game and fish about upland numbers you know a lot of people will hang their boots up and leave their shotguns in the closet for the rest of the year that gives you a chance to get out there and enjoy what remains and a lot less pressure in doing so so you're going to see a lot less orange out there on the landscape as you do so keep that in mind there are so many wonderful opportunities out there on the North Dakota landscape for these upland birds still despite what the numbers are and if you're a hardcore hunter like me that certainly is not going to deter you so like I said we've got a lot to look forward to we've got a lot of great tips and ideas out there at newsdakota.com and dakotaedge.com you might also have some late season fishing trips in mind we're gonna have some good weather for that of course as fall comes in those fish are putting the feedback on we've got some great reports on musky bites east of the Red River, and some walleyes that are kicking up around the state as well. But coming up, to get you set up for this great Upland Opener weekend, I've got my tips, my ideas, and my thoughts on where to look for sharp tails in this particular season and where to go to find the best action. That's coming up right after the break. Welcome back to the show, everyone. No special guest other than me, and my mom always said I was pretty special, so I'll take that for what it's worth. We're looking ahead here to the uh, great sharp-tailed grouse and Hungarian partridge season, which is opening today, Saturday, September 11th. Always looking forward to the beginning of those cooler autumn days where you're out in the field stomping after those birds, getting your dog out there, working the points, or getting those solid flushers out there, moving these birds around. So what I'm going to share with you today are my sharp-tailed grouse tips. In the situation like we see now, obviously it's a drought. There's going to be less birds. We've seen this struggle before. We've kind of come through a rebound over the last three years, and it's taken some effort. It's taken some uh, unique insight in order to capitalize on the opportunities that do remain out there on the landscape. So I'll share with you five or six tips to help you get set up for a great season despite the conditions, and I think what will be reduced pressure. I think you're going to see less hunters. You're going to have more opportunities to yourself. You're going to see less orange on the landscape. You know, for better or worse, let's focus on the better and the tips that i want you to take first and foremost sharp-tailed grouse are a walking man's bird if you're going to get out there after sharp-tailed grouse you have to be prepared even in a good season you have to be prepared to put some miles on your boots and take on those grasslands. Now, obviously, they're not extremely difficult environments unless you're out in western North Dakota where you're hunting sharpies in the badlands and you have you know steeper buttes and rises, and certainly you can find the birds out there. But predominantly, you're going to find these birds in rolling grasslands, areas that are fairly easy to walk, easy to take a kid on, but you're going to have to put the miles on, particularly this year. So explore those areas of grass that are open to you now, whether it's plots or 
WMAs or even WPAs, which we'll talk about later in the segment, getting out there and hitting the slopes, those gentle rises, those rolling grasslands, those rolling prairie areas are going to give you the best opportunities to find these birds. And a lot of times you're going to find them on those hillsides. You're going to find them at the top of the rise or at the base of the rise, somewhere in the middle. But watch those as they move throughout the day. Finding those areas of hillsides in those grassy rolling areas are going to help you find grouse. And remember this too. When you're walking those hillsides and you get one bird in the distance, that might be sitting on a hay bale or on a bush. You know, you see that one. I always call it the sentinel bird. It's always kind of the watch out. It's the grouse that's kind of watching out for the rest of the flock. Know that when you see that one up there, typically there are going to be more birds in the grass around it or in the cover around it. And when that bird takes off, those other ones are going to take off as well. There may be singletons and pairs of stragglers behind them. So when all those birds get up and take off, don't just give up. You know, speed up your pace, try to catch up. There may be a couple birds left in a little pocket off to the side where you will have an opportunity to bag one or two. So focus on the idea that there's not just one grouse in an area. Very rarely do you have that singleton grouse. Of course it happens, but when you have the ones and twos, they tend to be scattered out in a smaller area. So you might encounter that one and then... 25 yards later, there another pair gets up, and then another 10 yards later, another one gets up. You're going to have them kind of scattered, but typically in a little area where you start to find birds, or you see that singleton sentinel up on top of a bale or a fence post or a bush, you know there's going to be more birds around there. Have a good idea in your head that you're going to be able to get off a second shot at a second rising birds. I don't know how many times I've taken both shots in my barrel right away at the first two birds that got up. And then another pair gets up right next to me. It can be very surprising and be very frustrating, but it's also a very fun element. So know that the opportunities often abound when you just see that one bird. And when you're walking those areas, when you're walking those hills, uh, grouse typically are birds of a greater expanse. They're going to be in those wide open grasslands and prairies, and certainly that's where you're going to find them. But focus on some edges. They're not edge birds like pheasants, but they do relate to edges at times, and particularly those are of agricultural fields. I want you to be looking near alfalfa fields. You find a lot of them that go and forage in the alfalfa not only for uh, the moisture in the leaves of the alfalfa but also for grasshoppers. You'll find those birds that have been around alfalfa fields will have crops filled with both alfalfa and grasshoppers when you harvest them and you clean them and you get them ready to, to cook. So think of alfalfa as provide, providing two elements, that moisture that comes from the plant but number two they are also attractive fields for grasshoppers which sharp-tailed grouse eat. I think also sunflowers and wheat, small grains, anywhere there's a cut wheat field is a good chance that in the grasses nearby, that's where you're going to find sharp-tailed grouse. And I think sunflowers are a classic field to focus on. Walk the edge of that grass that relates directly to those sunflowers and you're likely going to find birds in that grass because they're close to their food source. So focus on some edges. They're not an edge bird like pheasants where they go from the uh, cattail slough straight to the grass or grass straight to the field. They're going to be kind of in that that mix. It's not going to be a direct relationship, but it's going to be close. So focus on certain edges out there in the outdoors to find more sharp-tailed grouse this year. Another thing sharpies relate to are bushes. When you're out on the landscape, particularly in western North Dakota, but anywhere grouse are present, you want to find those clusters of bushes like buffalo or berry bushes, uh, choke cherries, or buckbrush, or any little type of bush that's set apart from the grass. Because again, going back to that sentinel grouse, he's the one that's going to be sitting up on top of that bush. Obviously, as we get into later season, you'll see them congregated in those bushes as well. But if you're walking an expanse of grass and you see on the far hillside a set of bushes or an area of pasture land where, you know, dot, dot, dot of bushes are out there on those hillsides, 
Hit them. Make that your path. Go bush one, bush two, bush three, and walk around them. Let your dog get in there. Let your dog explore the grasses around them because likely that is where those birds are going to be picking off the berries of summer, whatever might might have been, and of course using them as cover and as viewpoints as well. And again, from those elevated perches, those elevated hillsides, that's where that sentinel grouse, that's where the flock is going to wait and see when danger approaches, which is you and your dog, and then they're going to take flight. But bushes make for great landmarks on the landscape as you're walking your path as you're trying to figure out where you need to go play the wind into those pieces of structure and go up and see if you can't find some grouse tucked into some of their favorite hiding spots now the one big secret i'm going to give away the one place that i think is overlooked most often for sharp-tailed grouse are waterfowl production areas and a lot of folks they don't like to pheasant hunt waterfowl production areas they don't like to grouse hunt waterfowl production areas because they have to change over to a steel or non-toxic shot but if you're not doing this you're missing out because one of the key components in raising a good duck population is having great upland grasses around a water hole that way you know mallard duck chicks can move about in there and be fairly protected from hawks and other predators and have a little area where they can forage and move back and forth and often those nests are up in that upland grass same thing goes for sharp-tailed grouse. They are going to use those edges of the WPAs, and some of them can be quite expansive. Some of them could have like a 20-acre pothole in the middle, and then the other 60 acres are grasslands. And that is a great place to look for sharp-tailed grouse, and it receives so much less pressure because it requires folks to switch over to steel shot. Federal makes a good size 7 steel shot that you can use for grouse and employ in these areas where you have to switch over to non-toxic shot. Now, I hope a lot of you do. I hope a lot of you make that jump and say, aha, I've got these great places around me where I can go and find Sharpies this time of year and have a lot of upland fun while my waterfowling brethren are finding their ducks as well. So those are the big tips. It's a big weekend. I hope you have a ton of fun with it, and I hope you find a lot of birds out there on the landscape. It's really a great chance to get kids out there, and yes, I know the numbers are down, but I assure you, if you get out there, you walk around, you look at those edges that we talked about, those semi-edges that we're stressing, those bushes and other landmarks, and you'll be able to find some great places to hunt. And if you do, I'm sure I'll see you in our outdoors.